What's up, everybody? On the show today, we have Alfredo Alvarez, el cirujano del baseball. Follow him on Twitter at Alfred Alvarez 3 um, He's here to talk to us about the Cuba deal. Alfred is actually the founder of Con La Base Llena. You can go to conlasbasesllenas.com. I'll link that on my website to find his work. He's also the host of La Semana de los Bombarderos. It's a Yankees podcast, the only one in Spanish language. So if you're a Spanish-speaking person, that's the podcast to listen to about the Yankees. He's also a contributor at ESPN 990. Alfred, you do a show on ESPN 990 as well, right? Yes, yes. I do a show on Tuesdays uh, at 10, 10, 20, 10, 30 a.m. every Tuesday. And I also do a show on Sundays from 2 to 3 for ESPN Radio. Okay, and that that's on ESPN 990s out of Miami. Uh, could people listen yeah, to that on yeah, the app or on the or on a podcast form? Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can listen on the app. You can you can just go to 990espndeportes.com and you see that there's like a player there. You can listen to that online, or you can download the app um, that is called Actualidad Media, and you can just put it on your phone and you can listen 24 hours a day. Okay, cool. So. Alfred, we have you on the podcast today because uh, news broke today that Trump's administration canceled the deal between uh, the Cuban Baseball Federation, the CBF, and Major League Baseball. Um, and I wanted to get your reaction on it uh, to educate us and our listeners a little bit more about what's going on. We had had Francis Romero on before to talk about it. Um, and since you're my guy now, I wanted to give you you know, <laughs> the time to talk about it. So... Tell us what's going on. Like, why? Why do you? Why is it that Donald Trump and his administration decided to end this deal? And is it is it is it a good is it good that he's ending it, or you know, is it bad? What do you think? Well, first, um, the facts are that the reason why he ended it, and we don't. I I think it's kind of a, not the correct form to say that Donald Trump ended it. It's just the American government because at the end of the day, what happened with this is that. Um, a long time ago, when the Hans Burton law became uh, became official, um, it says that Cuba cannot receive no money from the United States, right? Not yeah. all. No, not an entity that belongs to the United States to nothing in Cuba. In this case, the deal started going and through, right? Because the Cuban Baseball Federation, um, in paper, is not considered part of the government. But in reality, we all know that they are, because in Cuba, nothing is by itself. Everything belongs to the government. Mm -hmm. So in this case, by allowing this to happen, you're violating simply a, a law that is, it was implemented a long time ago. Now, this, this is pretty much what happened. So what happened, the cancellation of this deal is pretty much based on a law, you know, a rule that is, was implemented a long time ago. Now, this is a mix of feelings for me, and I guess for a lot of Cubans too, because on one side, you start thinking about it, like on the side that why I don't like that it's canceled, you know, it, you start thinking like, well, there was already a list of 34 very, very talented players mm -hmm. that these guys were going to be millionaires, right? At the time that they get these million dollars in their hands, they're going to go and spend this money in Cuba with their families, who are poor like everybody else in Cuba, and right. also they will create jobs. They will create, for example, let's say they're going to start buying stuff like a restaurant, maybe a business, and they're going to employ 
people from Cuba, okay? Situation in Cuba has changed um, from, like, 20 years ago, everything started changing a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in the last year, it's been a lot of changes. Because, for example, I can tell you, when I was a kid, in Cuba, you cannot have your own business. Uh, in Cuba, you cannot literally watch Major League Baseball. And I, I'm going to tell you a story about that later, about me. Um, mm -hmm. you, you get coaches watching American sports, you will go to jail. That's how bad it was. Now it's wow. not like that anymore. Um, so things are changing. But at the same time, if you think about these families, these 34 families and all the families after that, that will sign a merely deal and we get money, right? We'll live good. And that's important because if you enter, like, let's say that there is 34 players. Let's say that between all of them right now, we're supposed to be the first 30, 34 guys signing this kind of deal. Let's say that between all of them, you have like $500 million, okay? That $500 million is money that is going to go into Cuba, right? Right. But the situation here is the following. The way that the deal was created is that the player is going to get the money, but then also Major League Baseball has to pay 25%, another 25% of the deal to the Cuban government, in this case to the Federation of Cuban Baseball, but we know that the owner is Cuban government. And also the Cuban government, and in this part it's not the Federation, the Cuban government is going to charge these players attacks when they get back here because there was when I left Cuba in 2009 there was no taxes we don't even know what taxes was now we know because now you can have your own business and now you have to pay taxes no no people that work for any for somebody else but if you own your own business you have to pay taxes so these people the other people that pay taxes in Cuba now is people that receive a salary in a foreign exchange money let's say that if you don't in other words, if you make, if you're paying dollars or in euros or whatever, you have to pay a tax, right? Mm. So these players are going to get like a huge cut in their paycheck from mainly baseball to the government because the government is going to charge you like 30 or more percent of that money. So let's say you're getting 100 because I'm not very good in math. So if you get $100 million, that $100 million, then uh, mainly baseball has to also take $25 million to the Federation of Cuban Baseball, and then they also have to, and they know that from that $100 million given to the players, the players are going to give like 30, 35 millions to the government. So the government is making like 60 million out of that deal. Wow. So, you know, from one hand, you're thinking like, anyway, you know, so far with the embargo, nothing has never changed in Cuba, you know? Uh, it's been really, really bad for Cuba. Now, if you ask me, if I think that by taking off the, the embargo is going to be different, I don't know. I know on the other side, and the other side of my brain right now, that is not happy, but agree with what happened, is that, you know, I lived there. I went to hell there. I know what is believing in Cuba. I know what communism and socialism will make to you, which is horrible. And I know that that government right now, you're giving, in that example that I made out of $100 million, you're giving 54 million dollars to the government that is killing people under everywhere just for thinking different for not being with the government they're putting people in jail just for whatever reason that you won't believe it's, it's possible to be you know happening in the world today in 2019 right. so you're giving money to a government that they're pretty much addicted they are addicted to sick so it's you see it's a 50 50 thing because you think about the people and how many good lives people, 
how many lives they can change with that money, the players and their families and the jobs they can create. But on the other hand, you are like, well, you're still giving money to the government that is doing horrible things. Social media and today internet, right? Give you mm-hmm. the possibility that everybody's watching what happened in Venezuela and everybody's like, wow, this is horrible. Oh my God, this is terrible. How that government is doing that? Well, this has been happening in Europe for 60 years. The only difference mm-hmm. is that there was no internet and social media back in the day, and you couldn't see the horrible things that happened over there. Now you can see what happened in Venezuela, and everybody's surprised. The mm-hmm. only difference is that the Cuban people are so tired that they stop fighting, and they are in the point that everybody should just to immigrate. And they have the, the, let's say that we have the geographic, um, I don't know, advantage that, well, if you can call it advantage, because so many people have died crossing the sea, but so many people just leave Cuba and came to the United States. That, that's why we have so many million people here in Florida. Mm. So, you know, Venezuelans are trying to leave, but it's, I guess it's not as easy for them since they are not like, you know, so near to the United States. And plus there is not a, the... The, you know, that kind of law that will protect you from crossing, that now Cubans don't have it anymore. Just to make, mm. um, you know, your listeners understand that that's not happening anymore, but it, it did happen for a long time. Mm. I, I am one of the, peop- the people that came this, that way. I came crossing Mexico, but not in an illegal way because for me it was legal, right? Mm-hmm. I was just Cuban. I just get there, show my papers that I was Cuban. They opened the door and they let me in the United States. That's how mm. easy it was, right? Um, so, you know, it's a mix of feelings. But um, I think here um, baseball is losing too because they, I mean, think about it, money. Before 1959, Cuba was the country that had the most players, Latino players in all of baseball, right? right. Um, Cuba it has 11 million people living in Cuba. And baseball is like God, like a religion out there. So, you know, imagine how many good players we miss seeing playing here in Mary Baseball. Just because of politics, so I understand it's you know it's crazy. Like we, you know, when we see him playing Major Baseball, a guy like Omar Linares, right, who was considered the best player in the world at a point. Um, Carlos Quindelan, Antonio Pacheco, Luis Giraldo Casanova, players that could really have been like super superstars in Major Baseball. I can tell you that today there is no Cuban player in Major Baseball as good as those guys that I mentioned, and they never played Major Baseball. So yeah. it is crazy. It is really bad. In, on that hand, if you're a baseball fan, you are like, well, you should be sad. But on the other hand, I mean, this is a government that is is being horrible. I mean, you know. Yeah. So what what do you say to someone who you know who might say that that this deal could have prevented human trafficking, like the Yasiel Puig story or the Jose Abreu story and the and the Jose Fernandez? Like those are horrifying stories of guys trying to escape Cuba you know via a boat through mexican cartels and all this stuff um would you say that do you think that that would have prevented it or it wouldn't have made a difference yes and no because i mean right now if you make if you make it here to the united states you're going to be returned to cuba that's Mm -hmm. the thing um we have to understand that president ex-president barack obama in december like the last month he was president he um change that law, right? The law that actually made me be living here now. I'm an American citizen now. So that law that made me be free, be a free person like I am right now, it's it's not in place anymore. Now if you go to Mexico you're gonna be sent back to Cuba. If you are crossing on the sea in in a boat, you're gonna be sent back to Cuba. So how the so, Cubans are gonna get here, I understand it's gonna be people trying to come now, but I mean 
Yeah, from what I understand, one of the players that that was set to come because there was like you said there was a list of 34 players that were going to come um via the posting system like they do in Japan and in Korea. One of them was uh I don't know how to I, I hope I don't, I don't say his name wrong, but it was Yohannes Cespedes' brother, Yoel Yoelkis, is that is that yeah, how you say? Yeah, yeah Yoelkis. Yoelkis Cespedes was a part of that list of players. So are you saying that that um if you know, if these players aren't allowed to come through now that now that this deal has been canceled, that he can't, you know, sneak into the country anymore. That's no longer possible. No, legally, it's no longer possible. The only way these players are gonna get in the country is gonna be by going to Dominican Republic, try okay. to pay there for papers, and or Haiti, they will right. get like a citizenship over there, and they will try to come as Dominicans. Uh, even though they're Cubans, or they can get a, like a job permission, it's, it's gonna be really, really tough. Tough. Yeah. I, I don't know what's gonna happen, but and I we've, mean, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, and we've you heard horror. Come. Yeah, no, we've always sorry. heard horror stories too through uh, Eddie Dominguez, the baseball cop. I don't know if you read that book, but he's he's a Cuban American too who came into the country with his family the same way you did. Um, and he, in his book, he used to be a. Uh, like a, he calls himself the baseball cop. He he worked for Major League Baseball, Department of Investigations, and he was talking about mm-hmm. how some players do what you just said. They go through the Dominican Republic, they get their papers, and then they come in that way. That a lot of times they those players are losing a lot of money too. So like like their agents will take a tax out of whatever because they're they're risking their themselves yeah. to do it. So it's almost like these these Cuban players are you know they're they're just in a really bad position. They're they're blessed with this talent and they're stuck yeah. in this country that that doesn't allow them to play baseball freely, you know. Yes, it is crazy. I mean, look, I just interviewed last year, um, Sandy Gaston, Denis Larondo, um, Osier Rodriguez. This is this is this is the new let's say this is the new fashion now or the new way that they're finding is that there is. And I know them. I, I, I'm not going to say their names, of course, here on this show. But yeah. I know the guys that they're in Cuba, they're in the Dominican Republic, and that's their business right now. I know them. I've talked to them. Um, mm. What they do is they recruit these guys in Cuba, very talented guys, when they're around 14, 15 years old. They would mm. get a visa for them and their parents. They would get them to Dominican Republic. This is happening every day. There is an academy there already with uh, hundreds of Cuban players. And then they will go to Dominican Republic, work, 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 wait until um, July first, and when they are sixteen, they're gonna get, they're gonna get signed over there in Dominican Republic, and that's 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 the thing. That's why right now also Cuban baseball is in such a bad um, position or in such a bad quality. If you watch now, setting uh, aside the baseball, that's the name of the video there. You see that the quality is not there anymore. Like I remember when I was a kid, I can't. Tell you that every single team has like power four, five, seven, eight guys that could have been easy major baseball players. Now the Cuban still producing baseball players. It's only that we don't see them anymore in the Cuban baseball because they are leaving Cuba so early at mm-hmm. the age of fourteen and fifteen with their parents. They are for like a, a year, a year and a half in the Dominican Republic, and then they get signed over there. And what happened is that these academies they will pay for everything. And then when the guy signed the contract, they have to give it a big, big amount of that contract to these guys. But you can call it Buscones, but at the same yeah, time, Buscones. this is not the classic Buscones, because the classic Buscones are the guys in Dominican Republic that do this with Dominican players. This is quite different, because these people will find a way to make them leave Cuba. And we 
take care of them in the Dominican Republic. Well, it's kind of a corner, but it's kind of different. Because these people are Cuban too. Like all retired Cuban players, or people that know baseball in Cuba, and they have like they have like they, their trainers, and actually they make these players improve a lot. Like I interviewed guys last year that they are telling me, hey, when I was 14 years old, I was not even considered to be good to be in the Cuban national team for my for the teenage category, and now I'm a superstar. The guy signed like a 2.6 million dollar deal. So this is what's happening in this list that you mentioned of the 34 players. It's not only um, Joel Kisepes, one of the good guys that we miss playing. We also, this, this list was really, really good. Like Ariel Martinez, a catcher from my hometown, Matanzas. This guy has a super size. He's going he's gonna to go probably play in Japan. Mm. Because that's the other thing. Now, Cuban players can go play in Japan. But keep in mind that when I was a kid and when I was a teenager living in Cuba, nobody can leave Cuba. Right. You, you can only leave Cuba in a, in a legal way. And you will play illegally here. You, like, you will be come to the United States and not go back to Cuba. So mm-hmm. you know it's really hard. And when you say like human trafficking, I don't know. It's it's tough because right now we're in the position that we don't know what's gonna happen, uh, how the players are gonna leave, and the worst would be now like wow, if we're missing seeing Cuban players in Major Baseball, this is gonna be really bad because mm-hmm. the best talent for like amount of people you can have the. I mean, in, in this moment, in 2019, if Fidel Castro would never exist, <laughs> you know, it's a dream, but it, it did exist. Mm. But uh, if he never existed, if Cuba right now would be like, I don't know, I won't say as, as good as the United States, as impossible, but it would be so huge in baseball that you have no idea. Like, imagine Dominican Republic multiplied by four, because it's, it's not because I'm saying Cubans are better than Dominican Republic. No way. They, they are all good. But the amount of people, it's, it's just for math. You know, there is 11 million people living in Cuba, and there is like, I don't know how many millions live in Dominican Republic. I mean, you do the math, and of yeah. course, you're going to get more players out of Cuba, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a fact, right? That's so, crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's really crazy, man. It's, at the, at, in the other hand, it's really sad, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so. Oh, I, I promise you a story, Manny. Oh, yeah, dime. I promise you a story. Yeah, so I, I'll tell you a story. When I was when I was 15 years old, as we already met, right? So you see, I'm tall like you, mm-hmm. and I'm 15. I already have I have, I have a mustache. So one day, <laughs> I was holding in my hand a VHS cassette, 1997 World Series, right? For us in Cuba, I was like medicine. We get all of those highlight videos that the families here in the United States sent to us, right? That was the only way we have to, get, you know. Be updated with what was happening in Major League Baseball. So I had that cassette, Ivan Hernandez, remember, MVP, World Series MVP. So I was yeah. just working on the street with my cassette, and then I just see this police car that, you know, suddenly um, stopped. And this police, he stepped down of his car, and he's like, you know, put your hands in the air, whatever. I'm like, what? What's going on here? So I put my hands in the air, that guy's asking me for my um, for my ID. When you're 15, you don't have ID. You, you get your ID when you're 16 in Cuba. That's when mm-hmm. you're considered um, an adult, no 18 like here. So I was like, hey, I'm a minor. I don't have a... No, you're not. Uh, what are you holding in your hand? That's a VHS. What is inside that VHS? I'm like, well, uh, I mean, he, he, I didn't even want to answer. He thought it was baseball. He said, oh, this is American baseball. You know what? This, this is a slave baseball? That's what the guy said. I'm like, it's not slave. No. And then he's like, oh, you're, you're against uh, Fidel, whatever. He put me in his car. I was arrested with 15 years old. So I was taken oh, to uh, jail. I was there for like one hour. 
they were interviewing me. I'm like, I'm a minor. I don't even know why I'm here. You guys are violating everything. You know, but in Cuba, they can violate anything they want. So mm-hmm. at the end, um, one of my cousins told me he just went there. He was an adult already. And he started fighting there, like yelling at people. And then when they realized I was really 15, they had to let me go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would never forget that. It was terrible. Um, I know things have changed. Now they play mainly baseball on television every Sunday. But, you know, that's just to show your audience money a little bit of what is really living in Cuba, how tough it is, right? But on the other hand, I don't know if by closing doors is the best thing that you can do to finally, you know, change what's happening in Cuba. Probably there is a good idea to, you know, open doors and yeah. let the, the people there change everything, you know? Yeah, man. It's it's really crazy, man. That's that's a, That must have been a scary experience. I can't even imagine that you know what it I was mean? really scary i would never wow. forget in my life crazy yeah so let me let me move on from the cuban deal and i want to ask you something about the yankees real quick before we let you go um sure sure my my co-host ct is a red sox fan so we can gang up on him oh uh, how yep. do you have that show? no i'm just kidding <laughs> or not man we, we could just keep it friendly <laughs> so did you hear the news today that Luis Severino is going to require a second MRI I heard that man and I yeah, also man. heard that Miguel Andujar's condition is really getting worse um, yeah. it's, it's really sad I think it's time for um, Brian Cashman you know to hit the face on the desk I don't know if that's an expression in English I guess <laughs> he just has to do something make a splash and see what's going to happen because, you know, I'm at the point that I am confident enough in Domingo Herman and in Jonathan Loisiga. I love this guy, Jonathan Loisiga. You, you guys call it Johnny Lafania, but I love this guy. <laughs> this guy has, he's very mature for, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience in Mary baseball. He looks very mature. When he's in um, in a tough situation, he handled a very calm, very, very good. He has a, a big variety of pitches, like, his changeup is always he's really good. Slider is on point. Fastball is 98. So he's good. Um, but I am not confident enough that mm-hmm. these, you know, pitchers that we have now are enough to win the World Series. I mean, and that's that's the goal every year for the New York Yankees. I mean, you win the World Series, so it is a bust. So, so do, I mean, you, do you think they I should go know. after? Yeah, but pitcher is Dallas Keiko. That's what I was going to say. Do you think they should go after Keiko? The, the report came out that he's willing to drop his price now, so he's willing to take just just over the the qualifying offer, which is $17.9 million, or a, a long-term deal for less money, which to me, a pitcher like Dallas Keiko, that seems like a bargain. Like, I, I'll take that. I don't know I about you. I would take him any time. Yeah, for sure. I would take him too. The only thing is that, wow, they're going to have a lot of lefties, but I mean... Yeah. That's true. Like in my history, like the lefties that won the World Series for the Yankees. I mean, this guy is awesome. The only the only thing is that wow, so many lefties. But I mean, as you said, it's and plus, it, there's a team that can pay for him is the Yankees, and not because let's um let's forget that this mentality that Yankees are the Yankees and they have to spend all the money in the world. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen. That is not mm-hmm. how baseball is run nowadays. Um, there is nobody spending that amount of money anymore. Hey, last year the Red Sox and the Doyers were the only team that had to pay the uh, the luxury tax, you know. Right. But, right. but the Yankees are so right now. I mean, I don't want to say so confident in what they have in the minor leagues or whatever. But they 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 are like this new team that they don't like to spend money. And I have to say it because 
that's what they have, you know, been doing. And I understand it has it has proven um, that it works. It works for the San Luis Cardinals, for the Giants, for the Royals, for the Mets. They made it to the World Series with doing your own players. But I mean, at the end of the day, you need some good guys that are free. And if that's Kaiko saying this is because he want to be a Yankee. Who doesn't want to be a Yankee, Manny? Only exactly. the guy next to you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, first of all, I, 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 I would be a Yankee if they offered me a deal today. First of all, like, let's, I'm not going to. Oh, I'm man, gonna... for $1. I will play for $1. How are you? I would. Yeah, I would, to get in that bat in the major league stadium, I would I would play for a dollar. But uh, it's to funny step you on said the field. that. Easy. It's like you said, they, they other teams other teams have done it with their own farm system. But if you think about it, the Yankees farm system is already in the major league, so they, they should take advantage and reinforce the team because you got Judge. Exactly. You're, you're going to waste another year of Judge, Sanchez, uh, Glaber Torres, and depending if mm-hmm. Severino comes back. So it's kind of like they're, they are doing it with their farm system, but every team, nobody's ever just done it with their farm system. So, yeah, they, they should definitely just make a splash. Yeah. No, and you have a really good point in what you're saying, because let, let me tell you, two years ago, everybody was talking about the Yankee farm system. Now, not that much. If you think about, they have, still have good talent in the minors, but not like two years ago. Right now, they they have Florial, who's injured too, but he's coming back. Estelle Florial is really good, but I mean, I was always good, and I'm one of the guys that really go deep into like watching the minor leagues and everything. But it's not like before. Like now, you don't have that list of players that the Yankees had when they had all these guys in the minors. Now they are in the major leagues. Um, so I think it's time for like add like a free agent, like good quality free agents. Because right now, what are you gonna do? You're gonna change a player for keep getting like young guys. And to be honest with you, since I follow my minor leagues, they don't have so many pitchers in minor leagues right now. Like that mm-hmm. many amount of pitchers. They say, oh wow, they have like this guy and that other guy who are like top ten, top thirty. In, in pitching prospects, they don't have that. They don't. They don't have a change. Adam has proven to be like not not as good as they thought, and there is not that many guys. Crazy man. I so the, yeah. us Dominicans we call when you have bad luck. CT's tired of hearing this because I I blame this on my poor fantasy performance. But we have something called unfuku. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you if you guys know that word. Oh, yeah, in Cuba. I heard that. I heard that too. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> it, it's it's just it's bad luck, it's man. Like, things like yeah, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's just. I mean, how how is it that a team can lose so many players in the first two weeks of the season, and then even before the season started, like you're starting with with you know one hand tied to your back. But I think, you know, I said to CT, I don't want to use it as an excuse yet because I still think we have a good enough team. We're seeing Gary Sanchez is hitting how he should have been hitting last year if he keeps producing this way. I'm happy. Clint Frazier looks like he's good. Um, You know, I can't complain, you know, so we'll see what happens. As long as the Red Sox keep losing games, I'm happy. No, but something interesting is going to happen for sure in the trade deadline money for sure. Um, Now the question is, who can you trade? Okay, like this is something that you can do in another podcast. You can invite me, or I'll be very happy to hear you when you do this about this. But Yankees should be considering a trade, and I wrote mm-hmm. about it today. They should be considering a trade. Um, probably first base, either Luke Boy or Greg Bird. You might have to make a trade for a pitcher. That can happen. Um, last year they had a chance of, I don't know if you know this, but last year they had a chance of getting uh, probably the Grom or Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. Um, they were asking for Gary Sanchez. They didn't make the trade, but 
you know, I don't know if that was a good idea, though. I Even also though heard you're on top of this way more than I am. I'm, I, I feel like I'm on top of it, but when I look at your content on, on uh, com, I mean, you're on top of it like crazy. So you probably know this, but we CT and I did an interview a couple weeks ago, and the host of that show uh, told us that the Mets had offered. Do you remember the CT? It was it was yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was, was the yeah, and Duhar, and who else was? I can't remember who. And Justice Sheffield, I think it was. Could you confirm that for us, Alfred? They offer. I have. I know two offers that were flags. Why? Because I can tell you that my my other co-host in the show, Octavio Segura, and I don't. I don't mind saying this. It's just. It's, just, it's not gonna hurt him. He lives in New York. He's a. He's a. He's BBWAA member. He's in the Yankee in Yankee Stadium all the time. He get like a lot of insight. Like I knew Gio Gonzalez was gonna sign with the Yankees probably before like Gio Gonzalez. So <laughs> he knows a lot of things, and I can tell you that for a fact, yeah, a Mets offered Jacob Degrom to the Yankees for um, it was for Gary Sanchez at that time. It was Gary Sanchez, Clint Frazier, and I can't remember. It was a pitcher too. Um, and that trade that you mentioned, you you said that is the one that they were asking for Miguel Andujar. Andujar and coño, I can't remember the and Sheffield, Justice Sheffield. And, Andujar and Sheffield for for Jacob Degrom. But it, it it wasn't just Jacob Andujar. Yes, that that did happen, but there was all two other players involved. It was Dan Florial and somebody else that I can remember, and they say no. Okay, so let me ask you this, and then we're gonna we're what? gonna. I, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't I don't know why they didn't do it. And the reason why is because the reason why I didn't think the Yankees should have gone after Manny Machado is because they had Miguel Andujar on the roster. They didn't need a guy like Manny. They, they needed pitching. They didn't need more offense. But had they pulled the trigger yeah. on a Jacob DeGrom, who's the best pitcher in baseball probably right now, I yep. think he is. I wanted to be a Yankee. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a team with – can you imagine Jacob DeGrom and, and Manny Machado on the same team? You think he cut his hair out of, like, he cut his hair because of that, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Literally, he cut his hair. Like, he joked, wow. it was just sending a message, yes, I'm here, let's, let's make that deal. And they didn't pull the trigger. That's insane, man. So, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. I hear things like that, I you know, I get a little upset. <laughs> I, I, I got upset, too. Because, I mean, look, I have nothing against very I actually, in my show, if you guys follow it, uh, I am always against Octavio's position about Gary Sanchez. He's, he wants to trade the guy every, every single day. He, he like <laughs> literally he, he can't stand Gary Sanchez and Greg Bird. Me, no. I, I come on. I interview the guy. I interview Greg Bird for, for the love of God. I, I like. I like. You know. I, I'm not. I would never be these guys say this guy has to go or not. But look, the thing is, the way I see it is, hey, Gary Sanchez is a really valuable guy for like for a trade. Because he can hit, he's a good catcher. Today, mainly baseball, you start looking for catchers. You don't find that many that can hit. He has a good arm. He's, he's crazy arm, and he's really bad at blocking pitches. But he's not a good arm, and he can hit. Um, yeah. How many catchers are you mainly baseball? You can say, oh, this guy is really good. No many. But then, yeah. things that like Yankees have Romain, which is okay. You can use him. And they have Kyle Yashioka, who actually is a good hitter, too. And he's, in, he's been in the minor leagues hitting more than 20 runs for three or four years now. You can you can have those guys catching at least to, for a deal with the group. Come on, you don't. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. And 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 you know, for a and catcher, if you're going to use on. most teams, don't have a catcher like Gary Sanchez offensively. So um, no, they don't. So so when I look I at it that way, like, really. 
Yeah, so when I look at it that way, uh, uh, the Yankees could afford to get a downgrade at catcher and be league average at catcher and upgrade at the pitching position where they get a guy who's way above league average. You know what I mean? (laughs) Super upgrade at the pitching. Yeah, so I don't know. Even even this year, if all of those pieces were supposed to be in place, like let's say Serena's healthy right now and he's pitching great, that pitching staff is still not convincing me to win a World Series. Now you have Jacob DeGrom, now we're talking, you know? Oh, my God, man. Okay, Alfred, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Guys, follow... No, man, uh, pleasure for me. No, man, pleasure's Anytime, mine. Man. Follow Alfred at Alfred Alvarez 3 on Twitter and make sure you check out con la base llena dot com. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. The Welcome to the Show podcast is powered by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. That's audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. And for more exclusive deals like getting a month of hymns for just $5 the first month, go to wttspod.com forward slash save. That's wttspod forward slash save. There you'll also find 10% off of KD Custom Kicks where guys like Aaron Judge get their custom sneakers and cleats. You can also get 10% off of programs like Top Velocity. If you're a kid who's playing baseball, you want to improve the speed of your fastball, check out Top Velocity. Our music is by VM Varga and Rapternal Music by Naughty Productions. Our logo is by Luigi Gomez. I'm Manny Gomez. Peace. Peace.